I want to talk about video games for a moment. Researchers, <laughs> researchers at the University of... Oh... Game over. Researchers at the University of Saskatchewan Computer Science Department are exploring human and computer interactions. And what researchers have found is they found that video games can actually help with your mental well-being. And no kidding in these times when there's nothing else to do. All of that has really pushed profits for video game makers and consoles absolutely into stratospheric uh, areas. Nintendo posting earnings on Thursday uh, boosting the demand of the Switch console and the popular Animal Crossing New Horizons. Here's the numbers. Nintendo made a net profit of $2.4 billion. That is 33% over the previous year. And in the fourth quarter alone, Nintendo's profits surged threefold. And oh, my daughter got one of those Switches. They were tough to get, but she got one, and now she's got this Animal Crossing thing. I don't get it. I don't get the game at all. It seems... I mean, it just seems like a you know, you know, a lot of avatars talking to each other, and nothing actually happens. There's no shoot 'em up or anything like that. But I guess that's what people want. And then you look at uh, you know the popular games like Call of Duty, FIFA. They say that the number of players online has soared. Activision, Activision, Blizzard, Electronic Arts have all boosted their financials. The gaming industry has seen sales records in recent weeks. Xbox has now revealed its first gameplay footage for the next-generation console, Xbox Series X. It is expected to be released at the end of the year. It's going to sell like hotcakes. To talk more about video games and the profits that are being made by video game makers, I am pleased to welcome to the program Dr. Christopher Alexander, who is a professor of video game design and broadcasting at Ryerson University. First off, Doc, how do you get to be a professor of video games? <laughs> thank you, thank you kindly. Um, well, you you play games, you study games, you do a dissertation involving video games, and then you start talking about your love and your passion as part of your profession. I'm 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 gonna absolutely replay this uh, conversation for my son and my daughter later today and say here here's a here's an avenue for employment uh, for the future for you because obviously they're playing a lot of video games. What are you seeing in terms of the uptick in players and profits in the industry? Well, in terms of players and profits in the industry right now, a lot of this can be attributed to I guess sort of the goings on in the background. But for starters, now we're looking at video games in terms of the other aspects outside of the shoot-em-ups. How do we come together? How do we get together? How do we socialize? Given that a lot of what we were doing on online platforms was socialization. And when you can't go out, how else can we still perform some of the things we can do outside while still inside? So that might be one of the draws that we're seeing right now. And the surge clearly is attributed to that. Are you seeing that people are playing different games now after the pandemic than they were before? Well, some people are gravitating towards my game, uh, different games. I know in my family there's a, a shift and there's a gradient of different types of games in terms of educational games, non-sedentary games like health and fitness games, for example. But a lot of people, after playing the same game over and over, now with this extra bittersweet, I like to call it, time that we have, it's an opportunity to explore things and realize that there are games that don't necessarily have shoot 'em up at all. Sometimes fishing is the thing that we can do together, or planting is the thing that we can do together, or driving. So yeah, these these are some of the kinds of things that we're able to see over the or like over the course of the pandemic specifically. 
One of the things that my uh, son has just gotten, he, he loves to play uh, PS4. That's his, his console platform. But he got himself one of these Oculus 3D, uh, in, what, what do you call it, the virtual reality VR headsets. Yeah. And that thing, the, uh, you can barely find that thing anywhere because it's sold out. Yeah, so what you're finding now is a lot of the research that I do involves this, the, the, the outskirts of video games that don't necessarily get spoken about a lot. And with virtual reality specifically, we do a lot of simulation and training in VR. But a game that I was playing religiously for a while was called uh, Eleven Table Tennis, where the physics in that game, the way that they were programmed and the, the slight rumble on the paddle were so, so on point that I would just find myself being lost in there playing against somebody else in the world for like three hours. It's, it's incredible. So and that was a VR now, game. That's a VR game that's you're correct. talking about. That's correct. Cause you, you mentioned fishing and he's got a, my son's got a fishing game on his VR headset. And I, I spent yep. a ludicrous amount of time doing that. That seems <laughs> I, I, the couple of hours just vanished from my life doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but how do you feel when you're doing that? That's, that's what's critical, right? Do you feel the same sense as you would or are you imagining, wow, it's nice to just get away for a while. These are the types of things that we're seeing people gravitate towards now. Well, overtly gravitate. It's been happening for years. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's actually quite rejuvenating to hear this type of talk about video games as opposed to the negative stuff we're used to. Yeah, that's right, because much of the conversation often is about, you know, violence in video games and that kind of thing. What I mentioned Xbox uh, Series X, and there's been a lot of talk about the PS5. What, what do you know about the next generation of consoles that are coming? That I'm allowed to talk about? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I do know that they're going to be powerful and amazing. Uh, I do know that they are going to afford a lot of uh, potential platforms for people to create their own games on or, or funnels that way for, for you to be able to uh, distribute your games. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I, I got to be very careful what I say about these platforms, uh, but they are going to be coming. They are going to be wonderful. And we will see uh, a cultural shift in video games that extends into what people are now paying attention to with regard to video games. Like they can be more than simple shoot-em-ups. And, and w would that be a reason for you if, you know, if you're parsing out your money, you would say, you know what, I'm not going to buy a console. I'm not even going to buy games now because there are these next generations coming perhaps even later this year. Well, for me personally, I don't think that's a possibility because I researched this stuff. But for, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the excuse that I tell my wife, which makes it okay in my house. But, um, it's, 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 we have enough time now to wait, evaluate, see there are live streams going on from the companies now. So they're engaging with the community to let communities know what they have in the works and soliciting feedback simultaneously. So people have enough time to judge, look, wonder, look at past-gen uh, price drops and, and things of that nature. So it's really up to the individual, I would say. All right, Dr. Christopher Alexander, with the coolest job that I've heard of in a long time, professor of video games at Ryerson University. Great to talk to you. Thanks for being on the program. Thank you kindly. Take good care.